her wisdom with us at marriage moments, and then Cheryl saying that the older women were to minister to the younger women. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm one of those older women now. I just never thought of, I still think of myself as being one of you all whenever I first came to groups like this. And Rosemary Barnes was teaching our Bible study every week. So now I am one of those older, I'm not the other woman, I'm now the older woman. Anyway, on another point, if you would like to know a little bit more about my life and to be encouraged by Scripture on a weekly basis, please join my blog, ponder365.com. I only post once a week. You can probably read it in less than five minutes. And then WordPress will send you an email. So please open that email that WordPress sends you and click follow so that you will get it automatically. But I cannot believe that this is the last... Mom of the year. We've been going on for nine months. It's just flown by like that. And I love preparing for mom. The seven months that I prepare, we have two guest speakers come in every year, so you don't get tired of hearing of me. And I I just love to find ways to encourage you and to find verses that will help to broaden our paths and not to twist our ankles. I just pray that over the year you have hidden some happy heart basics in your heart and that is God is good all the time and never 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 give up and I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me which is Philippians 4 13 and then 1 Corinthians 15 18 stand firm and let nothing sway you whatsoever I challenge you every month to find one new thing that you can take and incorporate into your life And my favorite saying is so true. You water and you wait. You'll see. This year we've been promoting Read Aloud to your children to make it a habit to snuggle together on the couch or in the bed, but just to read aloud, to make it a priority to calm your hearts at the end of the day and to be together as a family and to read aloud and then pray together. Make memories. That's what your role as a mom is all about, is make memories now. It's so important. Reading aloud was one of my favorite memories that we ever did with Stevie and Matt. I found a website. It's called readkiddoread.com. I didn't put it on my handout, but check it out. It gives you all these lists of books to read aloud to your children, from babies to elementary to middle school to boys to girls. It even separates it into all different categories. So check that out. Now, who has a name tag with the heart and the number one on it and the heart with the number two? Yay! Pick up your books on the table back there. There'll be a book with a heart number one on it and a book with a heart number two. So you get the read aloud books to take home with you this month. And our topic is endurance. We've already heard a lot about endurance. And endurance is sticking with what you've started even when the going gets tough. We endure physically when we go to the gym and we work out with those weights or we do the machines. Our children endure physiologically when they need a Band-Aid. 
I wish I could say this is my idea, but it was not. As our pastor Dave Doris did this 15 years ago, and I loved it, took it home and did it. He took his Band-Aid box, his mother had did it, and put 2 Timothy 2, 3, to endure hardship like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So every time you put a Band-Aid and ear is born on your baby... This is what you say, endure hardship like a good shoulder, soldier for Christ Jesus. That's a great idea. We endure physiologically whenever we give birth to our children. And I love what one of my girlfriends said after her third baby was born. It was not my placenta that my body spit out. It was part of my brain. And she was so true. We endure socially whenever our child is not invited to a birthday party or a friend snubs us. And we endure spiritually whenever our prayers are not answered or a loved one has strayed away from the Lord. We endure emotionally when a close friend or a family member or our child is suffering. We endure the trials of momhood when we're in our pajamas at 5 p.m. and we look the same as we did whenever we got up. 10 hours earlier. We all had the same questions running through our mind. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Being a mom is so hard. I am utterly exhausted. Will this child ever sleep through the night? Will this child ever be potty trained? Will this child ever obey the first time? Will this child ever get into college? Can I do this for the next 17 years? Oh no, will he graduate from college? Will I be able to find a job? And can somebody please get me a glass of water? I have an inner ear infection and my vertigo is acting up and so the medication has made my mouth really, really dry. Thank you so much, Cheryl. But the point here is life is so uncertain. We endure as moms. We're in it for the long haul. There's no other choice. We cannot give up. We need to place the physical and the social and the emotional and the physical aspects of endurance aside and place our faith in the ability to spiritually endure. Faithful infuse us with hope and with patient endurance. I just love that phrase, patient endurance. It comes to us from James 5 and then again in Revelations 14. And it tells us that patient endurance helps us to be obedient to the Lord, to his commands, and then to remain faithful to him. And then a quote from Elizabeth Elliot parallels that perfectly. She said, I think perhaps the hardest lesson of waiting whenever you're trying to be faithful. We always want to do something, and sometimes God is saying, don't do anything. Just be still. Listen to me. I love Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. To endure Be still and listen and know that he is God. Habakkuk, an Old Testament prophet, 
boldly and confidently took his questions and complaints to the Lord, seeking some answers. Habakkuk's name means to wrestle, and it was 625 B.C. Babylon is emerging as the big powerhouse, and Habakkuk's beloved Israel is declining, not just spiritually and morally, but also as well as their armed forces. They're getting to be a very weak country. He knew that God's chosen people were up next to be conquered and then taken into captivity. There was not much he could do, so he just had to endure his present circumstances. We can relate to his cries in Habakkuk 1 when he says, How long must I ask for help, Lord? How long must I wait? Lord, Are you listening to me? And then when I read chapter 2, I cannot believe Habakkuk when he tells God, I'll wait for your answer. (laughs) Like, who is he talking to? He's talking to the Lord God, and he says, I'll wait for your answer. We don't command answers from God, but you know, God listened. And then God did give him an answer. God tells Habakkuk that we must enjoy our life because we're always going to have the wicked among us. They will eventually be judged and righteousness will eventually prevail. We have to face it. Life's tough. We have to endure. Habakkuk concludes with a song of triumph in 319. But the difference between try and triumph is a little oomph. The oomph is the endurance. 319 reads, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on great heights. The Lord enabled Habakkuk to endure. He will enable us to endure also. I love to see your heads nodding yes. That's wonderful. I put a spin on two verses from Habakkuk. I reverse the order. Who has the name tag with Habakkuk on it? Lindsay, yay! You are the recipient of the Hab bucket here. Okay. In 2.1, Habakkuk says, I will stand on my watch and station myself upon the ramparts. I will look to see what God will say to me. Now, the rampart was a wall at the top of the wall that went all the way around the walls of Jerusalem. It was the very top part of the walls. And it was wide enough where two chariots and horses could pass each other. A group of soldiers could march on top of the rampart. And then in one five, Habakkuk says, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something you will not believe. So the endurance bucket reads, I will stand, I will watch, I will be utterly amazed. Enjoy at the beach. (laughs) Whenever you're having trouble enduring, call upon the Lord. The battle is his. It is not yours. We don't have ramparts running around our houses today, but we have chairs, we have a couch. Jump up on the chair, jump up on the couch. Lay in your bed. Just call out to the Lord. Help. I need help right now. He is your helper. He is your Jehovah Nissi. God is my banner. 
who goes before me in battle. He is your advocate. He is your defender. He is your shield and your salvation. He will never, ever let you down. Watch and wait. And then expect to be amazed, just like Habakkuk tells us. I'm sure Habakkuk did a lot of late night thinking. Maybe he went up on those ramparts and walked around looking out to see if the Babylonians were coming to attack his beloved city. Habakkuk teaches us that we have to turn our complaints into a prayer request. That's very important. We are to endure, to be steadfast, and be content, trusting that the Lord is going to answer. Isaiah tells us it's in quietness and trust is our strength. So moms, you've got to get quiet, and you've got to trust, and then... You will be strong. We can never be truly ready for a trial, and we can't shield our children from a trial. If we shield our children, they're never going to experience the life lesson that the Lord is trying to teach them. We cannot be with our children 24-7, but the Lord can, and it is up to us to prepare them for the battles ahead. We need to teach our children that they need to hide God's word within the wellspring of their hearts. Now, every month I give you 10 happy heart verses to look up and to memorize. Who has the name tag that says name tag on it in red? Does someone have a name tag that says name tag on it in red? If someone did not get that name tag, I guess I went down too deep whenever I did name tags. You got it. There you go. <laughs> I thought maybe I went down too deep when I was inserting the little names. These are ten happy heart verse cards that are already written out for you. Let us teach by example that we need to take our obstacles and turn them into opportunities for spiritual growth. When our children watch us go through a trial, they learn how to cope. They learn how to endure. And please don't keep your trial quiet. Share it with your children. Now, you don't need to share the PG-13 and the R-rated trials, that is for sure. But you can share a minor financial difficulty. Or you can share something that you are going through. And tell your children how the Lord has walked you through this. What verses have helped you? If our children see us get complain and get angry and mope and pout, retaliate and whine about a trial, guess what they are going to do whenever the same set of circumstances hit them? We taught Stevie and Matt whenever they were growing up that there are three reasons why we have trials, and they are found in Second Corinthians 1. Verses 4 through 11. The first one is in verse 4. is we have a trial so we can extend comfort to others with the comfort that the Lord has given us. The second one is found in verse 9. We have a trial so we can rely upon the Lord God and not upon others. And the third one is found in verse 11. We have a trial so that whenever our prayer requests are answered, we can in turn go and thank the Lord. The Lord allows trials because they shape us into the person that he desires us to be. We are a work in progress from the day we are born until the day we pass away. I love 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It tells us the Lord is faithful and he will not let us be tempted. 
beyond what we can bear. He will provide a way out so that we can stand up under a trial. Keep your eyes open because that way out sometimes can be not what you expected it to be. Others have resisted, and we can too. Fleeing temptation is a life lesson and is the first step to endurance. Flee situations and people who tempt you to go against what you know is best and what the Bible says to avoid. One of our favorite family principles is, when in doubt, don't. A parenting goal is to prepare our children to lead a worthy life, and it takes patient endurance to teach life skills of getting a job done to our children. And it's a blessing when younger children watch and learn at the same time. I'll never forget when I received you was 13, and we always had our family rules, the menu that was up on the refrigerator, and instead of arguing, we'd just tell the kids, go read the menu. It was one of the best things that we ever did. So whenever she turned 13, we put the dating and the driving rules up on the fridge. And she said, Mom, I'm only 13. You put the dating and driving rules up on the fridge. I went, mm-hmm. And they usually follow you through the house if you don't say anything else. So she swallowed me through the house. And he goes, but Mom, I'm only 13. I can't date and I can't drive until I'm 16. I said, exactly. You have three years to know what's expected of you. And Matthew said, I have six. I went, mm-hmm. That exactly. But we were glad we did. We really had very few dating or driving problems with with either child. But in teaching life skills, work alongside your child until they learn the basics from you from start to finish. Because the time spent teaching a life skill or completing a project means that your child can take over. And in the long run, whenever they get older, you are going to have a lot more time on your hands some life skills that teach endurance. Is, I'm not going to go over the steps because they're running a little behind. But how to clean a room. Start simple. Build on it. How to plant a garden. How to wash a car. How to take out the garbage. How to do laundry. How to go grocery shopping. That's very, very important. How to open a savings account and to watch it grow. And to put half of everything they get for their birthdays at Christmas into the savings account. Saving for the unexpected is a life experience we all need to exercise. There's a lot of projects that teach endurance. You can do Legos. You can do a puzzle together. There are a lot of activities that teach endurance, like sports and dance and gymnastics and karate and playing a musical instrument. Take a hike and have a picnic and hike all the way back. Proficiency takes time. To keep on, keeping on, teaches endurance. It's a blessing to say to your child, I'm so proud of you. You did it. Look how good you're doing this. Do not set your child up for failure. Prepare today so that you can cope better tomorrow. And it's easier to patiently endure when we have a plan. And over the past nine months, I've repeated all of these six principles to you before. But I call them the Happy Heart Six-Point Plan. Just to remember to refresh your memory. The first one is be consistent with your discipline and your consequences. The second one is limit the media in your home. 
The third one is let your words encourage and build up, not argue or complain. And beware of giving that exaggerated praise to your child because that will breed a very, very prideful spirit. The fourth one is love unconditionally. Love is not conditional. Love does not say, I will love you better if you do this. Love is unconditional. The fifth one is do not neglect your time with the Lord. Keep your Bibles open on the kitchen counters so every time you walk by, you're going to glean from its riches, especially if you know you're going to be having a hard day or a hard week. Keep it open. Make an A to Z list. It has never, ever let me down. I have so many now, they just sort of go and blend. But if I go through a trial, whether I'm beside my mom when she was dying or my dad now, who's been in rehab for 14 weeks and we don't know when he's getting out or a friend that's going through a trial. Why is our trials always sound so horrid when it's so dark at night? Our trials are always the worst. But I can lay there in bed and I go, Oh, Lord, you are my Abba, my blessed assurance. You are Christ, my deliverer, my Emmanuel. God is with me. You are my friend. You are God. You are good and gracious. You are holy, 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 the great I am. You're Jehovah Jireh, my kinsman redeemer, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You're my Messiah. Your love is never failing. You are omnipotent, omniscient. You are pure and peaceful. You're my quiet rock. You're my redeemer and my rest and my refuge, my strength, my song and my salvation. You teach me. Your love is unfailing. You are victorious. You are my example. You are Yahweh God, the King of Zion. How can you go through a trial and be sad whenever you have taught yourself these things? That's the secret to enduring, is hiding the Lord God within your heart. Life is so uncertain, but the Word of God is absolute, and it will give you the truth. Every time, do you know that Jesus' name is synonymous with truth? The sixth, but not the least, is fine humor daily. In the unlovely, and in the harsh, and in the irrational. Humor cannot always be found right away, but step back and try to look for it. You'll be a lot better off if you do. Humor helps us to endure. Well, Read your mom mag whenever you get home. Our back page is always that cutout page. Look at the ACTS prayer card. Put it by your bedside. Hang it up on your fridge with your babies this summer. Cut out that bookmark. Flip it over and look at the teen tip. You might think, nah, teen tip doesn't concern me right now, but your babies grow up in a flash. yourself now so you'll be able to endure later on. When we think we're on the road to endurance, Satan comes along and he tries to kill, steal, and destroy our time with the Lord. He tries to stumble us. He doesn't want us to endure. He wants us to fall flat. And he claps his hands with glee whenever he can take away our time with the Lord or he can make us so busy that we don't have time for him. We must run the race with perseverance that is set out before us. We don't run along. The Lord is right along beside us. 
Romans 8:26 tells us the Spirit will help us in our weakness. When we don't know what we ought to pray, He intercedes for us with groans words cannot express. The Bible is the perfect handbook for parenting. I call Colossians the parent's daily guidebook. Read it this summer. It's only four chapters, maybe three pages in your Bible. It tells us that we're to get rid of the dirty dozen. You know what the dirty dozen are? Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, and lies. And instead, the book of Colossians tells us that we are to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. We're to bear with each other in love. We're to forgive and be united. We are to endure. Moms, never, never, never give up. You have a Lord God who loves you, and he helps us to endure. He sent his Holy Spirit to intercede, and he sent his Son as a perfect life example for us to follow. We're going to close by singing, Jesus Loves Me. And I want you to cup your hands in front of you. Because when we fall down, he picks us up. But when we are dry... He will fill our cup. He is our all and all. Moms, don't be afraid. Just believe.